So, uh, last week, the week before, we talked about uh, maybe learning a little something and uh, I've, I've worked it out. So, uh, I'm just going to try and do it. <laughs> and I'm only learning, okay? <laughs> and I'm no singer, so I might fuck it up, but we'll see how this goes, okay? <laughs> Say love and friends, they don't mix, but I can't help the way I fucked it up. <laughs> you next but day, way seeing you next but day. I think didn't mix, but I that that the way that I feel, way oh, seeing you next but day, way oh, seeing you next but day. There you go. <laughs> That's already had more listens than she actually had on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I spent ages working that out. <laughs> Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by Tottenham and shit. They're really fucking shit. Tax Williams. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. With that, that ukulele intro and enjoying extra time of Tottenham losing to Zagreb with you. I, I feel this is just my my entertainment levels have already peaked yeah. of this podcast and we haven't even recorded any of it. I guarantee you, had you listened to our our own commentary of the last 15 minutes of Tottenham getting spanked by Croatia's finest, um, you would have probably enjoyed it more than you've been enjoying watching Impact Wrestling TNA TNA. Mm. It's been a fun experiencing you commentate along to watching your team lose because, I mean, you talk like I think <laughs> when I'm watching football. So <laughs> it's nice that we can share this experience together. It's, I mean, considering that I've mainly lived on Thursday evenings mm. and you've only in the last few seasons been having to join on Thursday <laughs> evenings. It's been a while um, now, but I know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> also, I, I have to, you know, I know we're going to get into wrestling in a little bit, but I nah, do always we don't have the, to. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy the twice a year where out of the blue I get what can I be described as a expletively and offensive text message from you every, like <laughs> twice a season unless we meet in cup competitions and it slightly increases. And I was sitting down having a lovely Mother's Day dinner with my wife and my daughter mm. and I looked at my phone and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like bi-annually we get to do it. So I'm like, well, I may as well buy into the rivalry, you know. <laughs> oh dear i mean it's a good thing there are rivalries in professional wrestling as well good segue but before we but i'm gonna segue back out of though aw's bloody good isn't it yeah at wrestling yeah i mean the, the last night's show of Dynamite wasn't great but we are post the uh brit baker and thunder rosa lights out match which jesus christ i loved it from top to toe man i was a big fan the whole story leading into this, and I think we sort of briefly touched on this in, in our messaging earlier, the AEW's women's division is the biggest criticism I think people have of this product. Um, I did see a real big clusterfuck between Luchasaurus and I can't remember what his name is, Bazoni or whatever it was, on uh, AEW Evolution, where they basically just stood in the middle of the ring and were like, we fucked this up. Should we carry <laughs> oh, on? No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but... Storyline-wise, 
even like no one's talking about the exploding ring now are they they're talking about this absolute blockbuster between thunder rosa thank you billy corgan for putting her on tv on power Mm, and Britt baker thank you for turning heel i mean considering they were going to have her as their lead baby face and she got her had to turn heel through necessity for aw i mean Britt baker's been the mvp of that division but the whole match as you said i'm not really into like this level of tax and hardcore stuff but just it needed to end this way for their story. It was the perfect finish for what they had. Yeah, I don't think they overdid it either. There was probably, what, 10 significant spots throughout the whole match. And it was a g- all eaten by Brit. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. <laughs> and like when they did them, they mattered and they were dramatic. And there's an element of because uh, Thunder Rosa is <laughs> relatively stiff in her previous matches. Well, at least isn't that like uh, uh, an observer. She seems quite stiff. And because Britt Baker has, you know, had a few injuries in the ring, like there's always this element of like danger between them. <laughs> so to see them kind of bring themselves up to this level over the last few weeks and have this developed story kind of slowly simmering and, you know, this person has to run away after this match beat down and this person couldn't beat this person in the tournament. And to have that story kind of build and build and build and then you have this fucking brilliantly timed with awesome selling and some real like you know death level spots in there as well like it's just ah oh, it's professional wrestling is the very very best when it is done to that level of good greatness you know it's a real shame though <laughs> that we've still got to cover we're back in the impact zone mm. <laughs> where where the fans at AEW last <sighs> night were noisier than all the fans in the impact zone dude so this is episode 8 of 10 of our TNA Aces and Eights pod series. Um, just to clarify, I'm breathing quite heavily tonight, not because I have COVID or anything. My sinuses are bad. I break my nose like six times playing rugby. So sometimes I can only breathe through my mouth. So talking into a microphone and breathing at the same time is sometimes difficult. So enjoy that, listener. He did a podcast <laughs> with a broken freaking nose. So, and I still got up. Yeah, fucking A. So it's TNA Impact from the 28th of February, 2013. This is episode 451. We are live on Spike TV and replayed on Challenge TV in the UK. And this did a... 1.1. So we got a 0.1 extra. (laughs) It's a bit better. Well, they wanted to see what happened to Hogan. (laughs) You know, he got so badly injured in that last show that you know, they had to tune in to see what was his injury. And we'll get to that later in the night, obviously. <laughs> so we're back at Universal Studios, Florida and the Impact Zone. Hooray. Really glad we only have one more show after this in the Impact Zone, mm. which is not of a pay-per-view caliber. So is lockdown not at um, the Impact Zone? It's on tour or I think lockdown is off-site. Okay, good, good, good. What's <laughs> like Space Mountain or something? <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flair's not there. <laughs> so the commentary team, as per usual, are Mike Tenay, Taz, and Todd Connolly. Well, not Connolly. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but not to start with. Taz isn't there to start no. with. So, but, but they are here, you know. Uh, on uh, open on the customer previously on Impact Wrestling, the Aces and H. Uh, I'll start that again. 
open on the customary previously on Impact Wrestling. The Aces and Eights path of rage continued. There seems to be a, a shot here of Gallows smashing something into Sting's hand that was not broadcast on last week's show, which I got very confused by. Was this me? Did you see this shot? Yeah, this didn't happen in London. No, I swear that something happened after the camera stopped filming. They were like, just put it in the opening montage next week. It'll make it look better. Because, <laughs> I mean, Sting didn't look great last week. <laughs> it, it was just, I mean, I, I know I, I said at the start of this series that I quite liked the idea of the previously on Impact Wrestling to try and make it really like an entertainment brand. But eight shows in now, and seeing the same six parts of a vignette is starting to really, really, really fuck me off now. Yeah, and just to uh, clarify, <laughs> let's go over them, because <laughs> we haven't done it enough, obviously. <laughs> so Hogan has a solution to the Aces Nate's problem. problem. Who will Sting pick for lethal lockdown? Remember that? That was a story a few weeks ago. <laughs> Sting's got a lethal lockdown team that they haven't mentioned, really. Anyway, uh, Hulk Hogan finally selected his number one contender from all the matches that people were meant to impress. And who did he pick, Tax? He picked the man who was injured and was out for that lovely Italian food, Bully Ray. It wasn't even in any of the matches. Good stuff. <laughs> Bully had another dream. He wanted to come true. Tagging with Daddy Hogan. Uh, double, p- double P on Brooke <laughs> with Devon. <laughs> That's the other dream he wanted to come to. Will these continue? Brooke was a sad panda. Uh, re- <laughs> replays of last week's finish. <laughs> How badly is Hulk Hogan hurt? And what happens next in this war? Impact Wrestling starts right now. And you're like, so those are the two important question marks we've got. How badly is Hulk Hogan hurt? Genuinely, who gives a fuck? <laughs> okay and what happens next in this war so at least they're putting over the aces and eights versus tna kind of storyline thing a little bit yeah again at least if you are tuning in to watch bellator and you've never watched impact for the first time you've got name recognition of hogan pre-outing and you've also got a war and americans love war (laughs) (laughs) jesus okay um just just to, wow i'm gonna, that's gonna give me a minute <laughs> to go over that line i mean you got a point uh, we're not much better to be fair in that case but whatever i mean we're up in our nukes now because yeah. we we love war now yeah, sure um wow i mean fuck. what is it good for absolutely I mean, nothing, nothing <laughs> apparently <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to bully and brooke arriving to work from earlier today at least they're on time every unlike everyone in wcw in 2000 right <laughs> but, but in fairness they're still not here at call time the show is about to go live and they f- oh no sorry it did say earlier today didn't it it, it did say did, earlier today yeah. the little caption so at least they are turning up to work and uh bully is telling the camera brooke not to talk to the cameraman and brooke's trying to sing it <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my next question can you please describe uh brooke hogan's acting here to the camera static um but may, in comparison, makes early John Cena look like fucking Al Pacino. Fair point. Yeah, absolutely fair point. Well done for picking out an actor, by the way. I know you don't do movies very much, so that's good. That's very good. You haven't watched any movies this week, have you? Um, no. Okay. I, I was going to re-watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. I mean, you can call that a movie if you want, but... <laughs> but, but instead, I've been, I've been really watching the US office, because oh. as I've left an office and will be permanently working full-time from home... I thought maybe I'll crave an office environment. As a quick segue, 
my um, old employer, <clears throat> who told me I had to be escorted from the premises uh, on my last day, and they were going to come in to do it, uh, they arrived, and I said, I've still got a bit of work to do. And I said, oh, okay, we'll just put the key through the door. So you made this journey in just to go, oh, you're not done? All right, then. What the <laughs> and then fuck? I left Why the building, turned you off all the door. You're not a danger to society or something, you know? They probably thought I'd take like seven paper clips oh. going to work in a cloud, cloud-based environment where everything's kept, you know, on a Google suite. Don't you know, they know it's... you're middle class and wealthy? You don't need to steal their paper clips. By the way, if you're interested in paper clips, find me at the Tax Williams. <laughs> I've got a massive warehouse full because I took them when I left. Ah, nice. <laughs> your post-it notes, I can hook you up. <laughs> Shed tons of pyro goes off into the air as the cameras pan There's an explosion in the ring! There is. It, it, there's a lot of... Oh, <laughs> nice. As the cameras pan across some confused holiday makers, we're like, wait, isn't this space map? <laughs> Where's Mickey Mouse? Wrong fucking park. Yeah, fair. As Todd Kennelly! or a kennel in a heli or a pukecopter heli or whatever you want to say welcomes us to the show after an incredible four weeks in the united kingdom impact wrestling live is back in the impact zone tonight it's the return of gut check oh. <laughs> and the long-awaited return of tna not impact world heavyweight champion jeff hardy eh. as we kick into high gear on the road to lockdown He's just always so exhilarated, isn't he? He's just, oh, Todd Kennelly, sign him up. Sign him up, Cody, sign him up. It's almost like when he was doing commentating, I think it was on like a wrestling in Hollywood or wherever it was before Hogan picked him out to do his Hogan's celebrity wrestling stuff, mm. that Todd on commentary was actually watching a better product and now he's been brought into this dross. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck is this? At least, at least Bobby Roode's being funny. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, Bobber's music hits and he wanders out to confront Taz, who isn't at the commentary position as we've mentioned earlier. Bobber gets in the ring and does a shouty promo because he's Bobber. That's what he does. Uh, Bully says he's never been so pissed off in his life. Sorry. He's never been so pissed off in his life. <laughs> what, my what are you doing in here? Always playing with the fucking matches. <laughs> you fuck my wife. You fuck my wife. I am your wife. Uh, like he says, he's pissed off. I'm like, well, we are back in Florida, mate. <laughs> I mean, this is how this works, right? Uh, Baba's angry at the Aces, mates. Obviously, uh, Baba talks about making making sure he gets his hands on Devon. I'm like, oh, okay. Is this now the rivalry? Because I mean, it started out that way, but it's been about three or four weeks since he's even addressed Devon, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but did you also notice the one person in the crowd who's clearly a wrestling fan who shouted out "EC Dub" to himself and no one joined in? <laughs> we, we've got, I've got quite a few notes on the crowd this evening. They have a few moments, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> fake Fred Durst jacking off to a Madison Rain poster from the caption you put on the Twitter <laughs> at World of Rest Pod was probably the best one. How excited were those fans, Dax? <laughs> Um, I mean, they were probably told that some rides had opened, it stopped raining outside. I mean, yeah, they, they've had Jeremy Borash in the ring going, come on, the loudest of you is going to get a free t-shirt tonight. Chant TNA, you bastards. And they've cut live to the camera. Uh, cut live to the crowd, sorry. And they're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, kind of you feel sad. It's, it's honestly like they don't realize they're on TV. Like they just think they're a part of an entertainment, like a ride, like an experience show or something, like Star Tours or something. 
at least they've realized this. I know Dixie's blockbuster announcements of taking the show on the road, but had they managed to try and invest and have crowds who are interested in the product, because as we've mentioned in the last four weeks, the shows and wrestling has been better because they've actually had to put on shows for wrestling fans. Yeah. There's been a definite up in the quality in comparison to the early episodes. Uh, Not saying it's still any good, but now they're back in the impact zone. You can tell they just don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you I came up with a solution for this? Did you hear my idea? I'm not sure if I told you or not. No, far away. So the impact zone doesn't work because it's the same shitty fans each week and holiday makers and it's a bit incestuous and weird. And it's the kind of same problem that TNA, uh, NXT has now and it's a lot of the same fans Well. Before COVID, obviously, it was a lot of the same fans all the time. They get a bit greedy and a bit selfish, and they're not appreciative of the wrestling like they used to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Progress. Yeah, exactly. And you can't take them out on tour and do massive like arenas and stadiums because it's way too expensive. The price of doing it is absolutely fucking insane. You can't guarantee a crowd, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the solution, surely, is just go to universities, at colleges. Yeah. So you go to a college, you do like, you know, you take their big music venue to have all these massive colleges all across America. You've got a guaranteed drunk, rowdy crowd to impress. And they're not wrestling fans, but you can put a show on for these crazy fans and it would be something really unique. You know, imagine a crowd of like, you know, 10,000 drunk fucking university kids, like college kids. Like that would work with TNA. I mean, the case in point, it works because even when wrestling like in the early 2000 early to late 2000s and doing some hammerlock shows at the tap and tin when they did bring oh, your own weapons nights they were the best no one gave a shit about the wrestling yeah. but the the atmosphere was so good and the wrestlers were up for it because it was just dicking about and getting hurt with things people had bought in from the sainsbury's down the road i'll never forget seeing al snow wrestle magnus in the main event in the tap and tin in the corner of a pub <laughs> <laughs> in like a cheesy WWE like comedy type main event and on the same show it had John Ryan and Jimmy Havoc setting fire to a table <laughs> and it went into the crowd <laughs> it was great I'll always remember the, I'll always remember a tap and tin show where I got twatted in the head with a Sainsbury's economy toaster <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's wrestling right there the fucking best of the indie shit you know oh good stuff <laughs> Uh, so Bobber brings out his opponent for lockdown. Crack Hardy himself is making his return. So uh, Jeff is back with his ugly fucking belt and his terrible custom belt <laughs> and his shitty entrance theme. But he does have freaking laser beams. So, I mean, you know, it's not so, not all bad. And his shitty Wolfpack Sting face paint. Oh, dude. I know, I know that Jeff likes to be creative <laughs> with his face paint, but... Is is um drug induced Jeff at this point is eh, not the greatest presentation I would say. No, he looks like shit. Mm. That being said, the crowd love him. They're really into him. They chant for him, and you know I think there's a bit of a hmm, almost a nostalgia pop. Yeah, he. It's not modern pop, is it? It's definitely a case of I know him. Yeah. He did something good once, and he does dangerous spots for entertainment sort of pop, you know. It's... I've seen him on TMZ. <laughs> sure. Baba calls the TNA strap. Get this. <laughs> <laughs> this made me laugh. <laughs> the most prestigious single world heavyweight championship in wrestling history. <laughs> Everyone has a good chuckle. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's fucking banter. So good. The single most important belt in wrestling history, Dax. I mean, first of all, he's got two fucking belts, so it's not the single most important belt. It's the most important double belt. Oh, it's fucking hilarious, man. Such a Jeff Hardy's basically trying to do with his belts what shitty musicians do with a two-neck guitar. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It just never works. He hasn't got enough hands, you know. <laughs> so, um... So, um, Bubba's not happy he was gifted the title shot. Makes two of us, mate. Um, <laughs> Bubba goes on <laughs> to explain while TNA's booking is a bit shitty. Uh, but at least his promo's logical, you know? Yeah, the, like, the whole thing's like, they've swung a lot of chairs, climbed a lot of ladders, broken a lot of tables. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's the bit where he compares his and Jeff's career over the years and how they've both reinvented themselves and may the best man win. Like, oh, yeah, great. I'm so You into haven't reinvented line. yourself. Shit. You've just lost over the tie-dye of the camo, Bubba, and changed one of the letters, a couple of letters in your name. And Jeff Hardy's still a drug-addled fuckwit. Yeah, at this point, I think it's fair to say. But that's what we're judging this on, you know? Yeah, very true. So, thankfully, bad influence interrupt them. Uh, and it's Kaz's turn to explain the bullshit TNA booking. <laughs> it's great fun. Everyone has a turn. Uh, Kaz drops a, someone has to rub tanning lotion on Brooke's back and tweet tasteless photos of it. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go, Frankie. Good boy. Uh, Christopher Daniels to Jeff. Last month, I out-wrestled you like I was Luther's lost son. <laughs> and I'm like, these guys are fucking hilarious. It's great. Oh, I and it, that's the problem though at this time because Bishop and Hogan didn't give a shit about these guys, and like you said with Kaz's comments there, they just didn't care. They were popping themselves. They were popping the boys. Yeah, absolutely. Like the line about oh that horrible rubbing the lotion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how did he get away with that one? I guess they just don't care yeah. enough to like see what they're gonna say. And <laughs> I bet I bet Hulk had a word, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But Hulk didn't watch this product. <laughs> That's a fair point. So Chris Daniels blames Jeff's face paint for Daniels losing against Jeff previously. Like saying it's like it poisoned him and stuff. It's like, it's fucking great. <laughs> uh, bad influence. Back, factoid. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Bully steals Chris Daniels' apple teeny that he has in his hand the whole time. Bully puts the liquid into his mouth, drools it back into the martini glass, Disgusting. Bubba goes, Hey, Baldy, real men don't drink freaking apple teenies. Hmm. If I drank alcohol, I'd be an apple teeny drinker. (laughs) (laughs) Bubba and Jeff throw bad influence to the outside. And uh, Bubba books a tag team match for later in the night, player. I mean, you do realise, technically, because Hogan's in charge, now he's his son-in-law, so he's technically in charge. It's like Shane making Braun look like a fuckwit. <laughs> so what, it's like wrestling is like a monarchy now? It is. So what's going to happen is Hogan, rightly so, has booted out one of the wrestlers because he's a racist, in my opinion, and they've I mean, had they to are flee royals, to Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Brett had to flee to Canada after this treatment with Hogan. Canadians are royals as well, to be fair. They've got our royal family, right? So we're on the money. <laughs> we own that place, don't you know? 
<laughs> so when when there's going to be some br- like post Brexit negotiations where there's going to be an intricate football style swap deal between Scotland and Quebec, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you Scotland if they want independence, and we'll take Quebec. Wait, if we own Canada, does that mean that Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are ours as well? Because I mean, I'll take them. <laughs> like, I'll take Kenny. Uh, I think less of Mister Jericho. Well, not as a human. I mean, uh, just the wrestler. Oh, in that case, yeah, yeah sure, definitely sure. take Kenny Fuck Omega. Kenny. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, also, can you fucking do that, Joey? You booked a match. <laughs> Unflipping believable. Yeah, not great. So Mike Tanay and Todd Kennelly, Kennelly do some acting in inverted <laughs> commas at the commentary position and put over some lockdown bollocks or whatever. Uh, Velvet Sky walks backstage because WCW 2000 and it'll be Tara versus Velvet Sky tonight for the knockout strap next for some reason. I guess it's the in the contract rematch. It's not an open fight night though, is it? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you should challenge for a title if you've got a chance to challenge anyone for anything, you know? So considering that Velvel is the champion... Mm. And Tara is the challenger. The winner of this match gets to go on to face Gail Kim at the pay per view. That's the step. They also get the belt. So, yeah, but the ch- <laughs> it should be a case of Gail versus Tara to see who fights the champion, rather than oh, Gail, uh, Gail, you are going to face the winner of this title match, even though you haven't won a match for a while. You've just been beefing with Taryn Terrell. Yeah, I mean, they booked themselves into a circle, haven't they? And that they've created a number one contender and then had someone else win the belt. So you've got an ex-champ, a champ, and a number one contender. So it's like, oh. <laughs> so they just do this instead. It's great. DNA, DNA. That's how DNA oh. book, right? They just chant TNA at each other and someone goes out there and wrestles. <laughs> But, but luckily, before we get to the match, mm. we have a segment, a backstage segment. Would you believe Dude, it? There's, there's also, just to clarify, there's a WCW merch ad that isn't just half-naked ladies. You mean a TNA merch ad? Yeah. I wish it was the WCW merch ad. I would have bought Oh, something. did I say WCW? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> That's wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, congratulations to our boy Bischoff, the Hall of Fame, by the way. Right, right, I mean, right person to go in. Yeah, we're big but, marks, so. I mean, I know we're going to be... I mean, you guys at Rest Talk are going to be absolutely slammed because what is it? Two night NXT, two night Mania, two night Hall of Fame, possibly mm. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. All I've also, saw, I mean, also I know we've had NXT a pay per view every single weekend this month so far as well. Crazy, and obviously we've got Fast Lane debuting on Peacock this weekend, so I'm going to look forward to the network dropping in the states when Peacock can't handle it. So that's going to be funny. Yeah, I mean, I imagine something's going to go wrong. It usually does with these sorts of things, but. Uh, is it booking Braun and Shane in the match they're going to have at Mania and that they had on Raw? <laughs> is that what's going to go Which wrong? Which has already been cancelled. Oh, has it been cancelled? Yeah, it's not on... It's not, it was uh, promoted by WWE on their website. Not anymore. It was on the Wikipedia. It's not anymore. And you're like, oh, okay. The response was that good, huh? Do you think they're going to try and do it cinematic and go like Raw Underground style and have Shane knock him out? <laughs> I, mean, I would, but that, that would almost be like, you know... Um, too good for them. <laughs> like they're not that willing to laugh at themselves. I don't think. And uh, obviously, the the was it Baba Tunde who was the chap who was like the main guy before you know Shane's bodyguard. Almost sure. was the in there as well, wasn't he? Started was one of the bodyguards. I don't know. You talk like I watched this. <laughs> I don't watch Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I only work for Wrestle Talk. <laughs> 
Oh god. But anyway, let's let's go on to our seg. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just to clarify, um also, do you know uh, what gunge means in America? Uh I do not. Is this splooging over someone? Yeah, cuz we they have slime, we have gunging. Yeah, we learned very quickly this week that gunge does not mean what we mean <laughs> in America. <laughs> Shana Mac basically gunged all over Braun Strowman's yeah, face. Yeah, that's essentially what we were saying all week on podcasts. And people were like, um, <laughs> did he? <laughs> it was really funny. It's been a long time since my gunge came out. Green. Oh, buddy. <laughs> well, you get that vaccine in you, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a whole different thing to the Nickelodeon gunge tank, doesn't it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, I left to Mr. Blobby just gunging all over them. Blobby, 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 blobby. Oh, fucking hell, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Stink hangs out with Magnus backstage. They're doing the picking teams gimmick, finally. It's only taken them like four weeks, but whatever. Uh, Magnus cuts an impassioned promo. But it does feel very actor, you know? It wasn't for me. I was once on Gladiators, Sting. Do you know? It is. It's like he's playing up the Britishisms a little bit too much, almost. Excuse me, Squire. Perchance you could booketh me <laughs> in this multi-man spectacular where we have fisticuffs at dawn. I'll put the dukes up, Sting. I'll put the dukes up. <laughs> he finishes the promo by going, why me? Why the hell not? And you're like, wow, that, that's, uh, mm, yeah original line there buddy that was great i mean he did highlight back to that you know he was green as shit he was green as grass green as i mean he came yeah. in green as guns <laughs> <laughs> he was as green as the guns that came out of hogan's dick <laughs> on that video um and then sting mentored him through it and he wanted to repay sting because someone should be fucking paying sting yeah fucking a he's getting paid now isn't he I'd hope so, especially now Brian Cage has just really fucked up Team Taz. Yeah, we've got the, I respect you, Booker well, we've Man. We've got money mark for the promotion now, so they can pop across and be like, how much? All right, yeah, sweet. I, I don't have to wrestle? No, 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 you're good. What do I do? I go out and talk to Tony Schiavone every week. Yeah, fucking A, give me a couple of million a year to do that. Oh, that's great stuff. Oh, th- that segments are awful, by the way. Like, I love Sting, but Jesus Christ, I'm so sick of him seeing coming out with that little fucking half-face paint twat and not saying anything. <laughs> Jesus, I was I also like the fact they're big showing Lance Hoyt. So he's a mm. so he's a, so he's a heel now. Yeah, <laughs> right, heel but face last week and a heel this week and face next week. But you know, AEW's not perfect by any means, but it's still better than WWE. Uh, Gail Kim is on commentary, looking god damn Gail Kim. Wow, how old is she in 2013? Young enough. <laughs> Brit rest. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean to say that? <laughs> yes, it was meant in it was meant in I mean, in fairness, too old for Joey Ryan. <laughs> the the character, in my opinion, Joey Ryan, yeah. Mm. In your opinion. Um so <laughs> in in my my opinion, the views of uh Tax Williams, not the uh, actor playing Tax Williams. Um uh, yeah, so she we're was not born, real people uh, with bots. You can't do it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so she would have i mean in fairness she would have only been in her la- uh, late 20s early 30s at this time she's 44 now when's this like nine years ago yeah mid 30s she would have been still wow mm-hmm. so def- definitely still too old for joey ryan in your opinion this is not my opinion to him not me joey okay 
uh basically they is on commentary they're doing replays of last week's elimination match and gail helping tara sorry eliminating tara which sets us up because you know logic to the tna knockout championship match of velvet sky our new champion versus tara who is joined by her valet of jesse what's his last name got a thank you very much Gail Kim explains her issue with knockouts referee Taryn Terrell. She makes a good point. She's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, Perv Cam is back. But she's good for gusset cam. Yeah, <laughs> Perv Cam, gusset cam. It's, it's all over the shop. Like We had a little break in the London shows, but Jesus Christ, the close-ups on crotches. It's, <laughs> it's a little excessive. I believe the current young people would refer to it as clunge cam. Okay. <laughs> You're living in 2001 still. <laughs> like, what's going on? It's the same age as Gail Kim. That's, that's where I'm living at. <laughs> Sorry, you almost made me put coffee out my nose. So thanks for that. Uh, Tara is working around Velvet's <clears throat> wrestling ability. <laughs> she's 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 getting a good match out of Velvet. Yeah. In the all in the lengthy lengthy. <laughs> match that this was yeah it's uh i made a cup of coffee and missed the finish so <laughs> there we go so jesse distracts velvet sky for a few times uh taryn terrell gets lost in the ropes for a little bit <laughs> eventually has to go out to the hardest part of the ring to send jesse to the back can we talk about taryn terrell not being able to get in or out the ring because <laughs> it was fucking hilarious she was wearing a very restrictive outfit. It's very difficult. Actually, um, <laughs> my um, my first appearance for SCPW mm. was as a referee on the first Hustle and Heart show. And I, for some reason, had what can be described as some quite skinny referee jean trousers. And I went to step through the middle rope and I was like, Fuck, I can't lift my leg high enough with these trousers to get through the ropes. Oh, no. So I luckily I managed to power through and pull a hamstring. I completely Kevin Nashed myself getting in the ring. But I feel I feel Taryn Terrell's pain. Her outfit clearly was very restrictive, and that's why she must have been struggling in the ropes. Was there a moment where you were like, I wonder if I can farouk this? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably I've got so many issues with my balls now. I should actually cut them in half on the rope <laughs> as I bounced in. <laughs> Get that rope down. So um, the spot is meant to be that Tarrant, Jesse Goddard gets involved. Taron Terrell goes to the outside of the ring to tell Jesse to go away so that stuff can happen in the ring to come to the finish, right? But she goes to go out the ring, but kind of like goes, oh, there's a rope in the way. <laughs> to come back and then look at Jesse and be like, Oh yeah, I meant to go to the outside. She tries to do it. It's like, oh no, there's ropes in the way. It's so funny, man. She does it like three or four times. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, then she eventually comes to the outside of the hardest part of the ring, and I'm like, I'm not sure why she's doing this. And you're like, oh okay, Tara cheap shots Velvet, and you're like, okay, so Tara's winning the belt back then. There's a little delay while Gail Kim explains how awful Taryn Terrell is to the as a ref. She makes a good point. Uh, Tara, Tara converses with the ref as this delay is kind of going on about like Jesse being sent to the back. Velvet just out fucking nowhere hits her finish, the shitty X Factor in your face thing for the one, two, three. And you're like, well, why did we have the distraction stuff if she was just going to hit the finish and pin her anyway? Catching the challenge runaways and 
you know, you'll think I know we mentioned the length of this match, uh, dear listener. This match was two minutes and six seconds long, bell to bell. Yeah, and the vast majority of it was Taron Terrell not negotiating with the ropes and <laughs> like seeing if she can get out the ring. It was super weird. But it sets up our match at lockdown. Yeah, so still knockout champ is Velvet Sky. Aries on the phone to Rude backstage as our creepy camera op looks on. Uh, something about a photo shoot and Rude being late for it. Um, Rude is not on this show tonight, is he? Do you reckon he had the day off or got stuck in Canada or something? I get the impression he was just a case of, look, guys, I worked all four shows in London. Mm. I'm knackered. I'm not coming back for this. Make Charbo do some fucking work. <laughs> he doesn't do much, does he? So, uh, so some, Aries says something about a three-way title match, and then Charvo and Danger Mex arrive to talk some shit to him. Aries drops a, I don't care about matches. <laughs> and I'm like, this is TNA. <laughs> ah, it's funny stuff. Chavo tells us that Aries will be wrestling Danger Mex tonight. Can he do that, Joey? Yeah, can he fucking do that, Joey? Jesus. Uh, yeah, this was a segment, wasn't it? Also, defeat the whole fucking point of open fight night where you can call anyone out and not have to do anything about it by the fact that you can do open fight night any night you yeah, want. fucking anyone can just make a match in this company, apparently. So, there we go. Did you know I'm challenging um, the the loser of Rich Swan, Kenny Omega, and Impact? <laughs> Actually, still apply. Did you <laughs> did you see that Mad Kurt had DM'd Impact Wrestling and basically said, "How many likes do I need to get to get booked uh, for a match bet a uh, match against Jake something?" Mm. And um, <laughs> they said, "Oh, you know." 2000 good luck with that and he got like 4000 likes on it nice. and then he pointed out earlier that 500 people have liked Kenny Omega returning to impact but 4006 people <laughs> have liked mad Kurt getting a response by Jake something do you reckon he'll get the shot you must do right when they can do it <clears throat> oh fucking yeah put mad Kurt in there that'd be brilliant it's one of my favourite guys to watch he's fucking hilarious man and, and the trolling is top dollar I love I mean, it. It's great gimmick. It's very modern. It's it's of this generation, you know. It works for me. It's what wrestling needs. It needs to kick up the ass, kick forward, you know. And it's always fun watching him because even even in reality, I can imagine Driller Maloney, whilst he plays nice in the ring, must be really fucked off with the continual abuse. Well, <laughs> Mad Kurt sends him on a daily I, basis. I know who I'd rather watch wrestle. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kenny King seems to be leaving the arena, but the weirdo camera op stops and talks some shit to him. Uh, Kenny King goes to see RVD in the locker room. They talk about how RVD has beaten King twice, so King gets another exhibition title shot tonight. Yeah, I mean, so RVD told him, so if that's the case, then why isn't he a real champ? Because Kenny King's like, you're not a real champ. You've only beat me twice. You've got to beat me three times to be a champion. Absolutely fucking clean every time as well. So the stipulation that they add tack onto this is if King can't win, he's out of the X Division for good for some reason. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Everyone wants to be out. Even RVD wants to be out of the X Division. RVD drops an absolute banger of a line in this. He says... If you beat me, you can be the champion, okay? <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's how it works, dickhead. <laughs> oh, oh, so dear. oh, the opening half an hour of this show is full of fucking funny segments, and we are not done. There's like two or three other segments where I was pissing myself laughing. 
And I started to wonder around this time, like, is this just turned into comedy now? <laughs> because if it is, I'm fully in. This is great. Well, one of those really awkward bits next, um, as you said, is uh, Taz stumbling over himself for five seconds, unable to say the word Twitter. Oh, mate, it's so great. Taz stumbles at least three or four times this evening. He's very, very funny. I mean, generally, he has a better night than some of the ones, like the remote ones from UK shows. He was dreadful. But, um, yeah, very stumbly, isn't he? Funny, though, when he does stumble. Comes out with some absolute gems. So, as Christy Hemi is announcing the next match, the camera is 10 inches deep inside her during a pan across her fucking crotch. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. It's full on gratuity. (laughs) It's not subtle. (laughs) Giving a whole new means around to the the 10 pounds of gold. (laughs) For our next match, fucking poor Christy Hemi. She does such a good job. And they're like, here's your crotch. As they pan up her, like they don't even get to her face before they cut away, and I was like, "What the fuck?" The fact that Playboy did a more suitable <laughs> job of showing her completely naked than the invasiveness of TNA's cameramen. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> crikey! It's brutal, man. So Austin Aries versus Hernandez is our next match. Uh, Good to see Hernandez has decided to uh, give up wearing tights and he's now wearing <laughs> pants. So the start of this match. Aries is the smaller man, right? And Hernandez is the larger man. So this plus that equals comedy. Am I right? Of course. <laughs> Jesus. A uh, quick reminder that you can follow Dixie Car on Twitter and learn all about how pandas create electricity. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> They've developed a new way of using panda poo to generate paraffin for rocket fuel. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Are they selling it to the Russians or like the Cubans or something? I have no idea. Just follow T- at TNA Dixie and find out more about panda species. <laughs> uh, this match, it's, uh, it's good enough, isn't it? It's a TV match. It's nothing special, but, you know, it's TNA. It's nice seeing uh, Hernandez rip off Monty Brown with his shit version of the, the pounce sending Aries flying to the outside. As I said, it's, uh, it's certainly four minutes. Hmm. Yeah, two more minutes in the women's title match right before it point that they did try and do the uh rip off eddie guerrero bit where aries again can't tries to cheat and can't cheat properly with the belt yeah i mean they love comedy heels that's what they do here as again this this promotion has become a comedy promotion it's great i'm up for this it's certainly best than when they're trying to be serious about four weeks yeah, ago fucking a. aries grabs the strap which is enough of a distraction for hernandez and the ref uh sorry <laughs> a distraction for hernandez and the ref to be like oh as Aries hits Hernandez with a chain out of fucking nowhere for the one, two, three, and your winner is Austin Aries. Fair enough. Yeah, because Hernandez is too fragile for losing clean. So they've got to have him uh, have him with this chain from out of nowhere. It's always nice when your heel tag team champion gets cheered for beating a face, right? But at least they're you know building up the story to this uh, triple threat tag match at lockdown. You've still mm. got... And, and also... It wasn't Chavo, so I'm all right with it. You know, I know that um, one team is the champions of Aries and Rude. I know that the other team is Hernandez and Chavo because they're on this show and they're wrestling, blah, 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 blah. I have no fucking clue who the third team are. Oh, they, they did mention it in their little tete-a-tete backstage when Aries was getting ready for his photo shoot. It's Kaz and Daniels. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
cool. I completely missed that. There's a lot going on with this, to be fair. Like, they're talking about photo shoots and being late and how Rude isn't here and all this sort of stuff. You're like, okay, fair enough. There's no match graphic for this title match at any point or anything, but, you know, whatever. No, you're supposed to un- you're supposed to catch when at the start of the really bad footage where Ares is on the phone with Rude complaining about the uh, about the teams, but that's the only mention of it. If you didn't catch the start of it, if you just clocked it as oh Ares is on the phone to Rude and not taken much on the content of it, you would have missed it because that was the only mention. Sure. Joseph Park backstage with Sting. Matt Morgan is also here. I get very excited. I'm like, where the fuck has he been the past seven weeks? Uh, Sting is still trying to pick his teams. Morgan tells the Stinger to get fucked. <laughs> You're like, okay. Matt Morgan's on a really good downside guarantee and doesn't want to work. <laughs> That's the last we see of him tonight. I mean, because it started off with Joe Parkinson in there eating ribs and offer uh, eating a rib offered by Sting. Mm. Have a rib. <laughs> now he knows what ribs are. Oh, he kefabbed them. You know, <laughs> hey, wrestling. It was nice how they managed to get like Joe Park just like chewing a saliva noises as well as he tried to pitch himself for the team. So that was a, a pleasant thing. And then watching Sting, wrestling icon Sting, desperately run after WWE big man jobber Matt Morgan, mm. say, please join my team, Matt. Yeah, and Morgan goes, get to fuck me. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> Wait, where's Matt Morgan from? Scotland, obviously. <laughs> Do you not know? <laughs> Next up, Kenny King already in the ring. No entrance for you, young boy. Is the TNA X Division title match of where if Kenny loses, he must leave the X Division. Let's remember he didn't get a fucking introduction. Of Rob Van Dam, our current champion, versus our number one contender, Kenny King. Uh, Rob Van Dam still has the best music and pyro cue in TNA. It's fucking awesome. The match starts and we get some lockdown reminders. Please buy our tickets. Please. Uh, some marks at ringside almost endlessly chant, you screwed Brett at referee Al Hebner. I'm like, well, at least there's some wrestling fans in the crowd, even if they're annoying cunts, you know? <laughs> they then spent a lot of time at the electric ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These two, at least they came to work tonight. The match in the middle is really fun. Yeah, at least the the story going to it is pointless, but it just seems to be at some point RVD might have been told, Rob, do you actually want to just try in this match and try and help Kenny King? Okay, I'll do a do with you. I'll work really hard, but let's give him a job or entrance. Yeah. It's like, did someone hide his weed bag or something for this one night? And they're just like, oh, I'm actually quite angry, so I'm going to go out and take it out on Kenny King because they do stiff the fuck out of each other at points. It's really fun. And there's lots of spots. Certainly very, the best match of the night. Yeah, I think. it's very video game wrestling, you know. It's not exactly logical, but it's fun to watch spots at least. Yeah, but I think the thing is, because now as they've already made note to in their pre-match promo, I've seen this match twice. And even though they're working a bit stiffer, well, have you seen there, there's nothing match? really different. You've seen these guys wrestle. They've not seen this match. This is actually them trying at least. Well, yeah, at least they saved it for the Impact Zone fans. <laughs> Not the 12,000 in Wembley, you know? Oh, dear. I think <laughs> it's so, right? I, 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 I will say this for RVD, and like we mentioned on one of the previous pods, which, again, you can listen to our archive at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. Please do. Um, RVD, even though this match was good, slow as fuck when he went 
top rope for oh, most yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. He's not the RVD of old, but I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money to not do much wrestling, really. You know, kind of shows in his wrestling ability and style and everything. Rob Van Dam, the whole part of his character. And he lifts his hands and it goes poof. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's all I need to see. So commentary are just going on and on about Bellator being on after this. They do this pretty much all night, but I'm just absolutely sick to death of writing, did you know Bellator's on after this? So I've barely put it on my notes. So you can just imagine me saying it every few minutes, lovely listener. Uh, Rolling Thunder. Rob Van Dam goes up top and we're all like okay it's gonna hit the frog splash one two three no problems rob van dam goes for a four fucking 50 and i'm like what when's the last time rob van dam did a 450 it's incredible absolutely incredible mm. i mean an, an, an airboard 450 definitely <laughs> <laughs> but like he's fully rotated while he's still in the air like you know what i mean his technique is insane for a bigger lad as well. It's a joy. I was going to say, it's a joy sometimes watching RVD when he's actually bothering to turn up. Yeah, sure. Makes a nice change. But that is not really the story here, is it, Tessa Tax Williams? <laughs> Do you want to go through this? What, the awkwardness? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Kenny King moves, Rob Van Dam crashes and burns on the 450. And then. Yeah. Oh, Hebner on his best form. No. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Go on. You explain it. So basically, Kenny King tried to follow up with the botched uh, airballed 450, goes to the pin, but Hebner was a bit too close to the pin, messed up the count. So then, one, two, three. But hang on. He got a three count, but no, he kicked out. But he didn't kick out. But he kicked out. But he didn't. So then RVD and Kenny King awkwardly try and reset before Kenny King lets RVD onto his shoulders for the spinning face buster. Kenny King pins RVD for the second three count in the match. (laughs) We have a new ex-champion. How fucked off does Rob Van Dam look as he's being pinned off that shitty raw flush finish? The crappy looking TKO thing. That Kenny King does as his finisher. He's like, fuck, I didn't agree to get pinned off this. <laughs> oh, give me two seconds. My cat is kicking off big time. Give me two seconds. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. Time. Some say love and friends they don't mix, but I can't help the way that I feel. <laughs> well, seeing you next but day. Well, seeing you next but day. See, less pressure and I can do it first time. <laughs> <laughs> Everything all right there, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's just the sort of thing where he's getting old now. It's that if he's meowing, it either means he's lonely or he's about to shit everywhere. (laughs) And how's the cat? (laughs) 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 That's going in the pod. (laughs) So, basically, we get this massively botched, stupid fucking finish where, you know, RVD's meant to crash and burn and get pinned off that off the 450, but... Hebner doesn't count the pinfall, so Kenny has to pick RVD up, and it's really awkward, and RVD's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> and has to hit this awful-looking TKO finish thing for the one, two, three, and new X-Division champion is Kenny King. 
about bloody time. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if they'd done this a couple of matches ago, maybe. And it's a real shame they botched the finish, because at least this way, had they botched it, they could have had the story of Kenny King got lucky because RVD went high risk and it didn't pay off, rather than, oh, he got the flush finish or whatever he calls flush, it, and yeah. it was, yeah, waste of time. Bloody hell, Earl Hebner. <laughs> Damn it, Earl. <laughs> Bringing that gimmick back, are we now? <sighs> you screwed RVD. You screwed RVD. Yeah, those fans are right. Those fucking marks. Anyway, so these. Do you think? Do you think it threw him? Because he's so used to not having any crowd. Do you think having those guys <laughs> in the crowd? Do you think it actually threw him, and that's why he made the mistake? Uh, who knows, mate? I just don't think he was paying attention. He doesn't care. He's getting paid, you know, like RVD. RVD probably was really pissed off, and then got backstage and was like, "How much money did I get paid tonight? Oh, awesome, sweet. <laughs> just went home, got wanked. You know, sounds good." Just gunged everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that backstage probably full of guns, you know. <laughs> so, 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 uh, Sting bumps into Angle and they look over Sting's team picks. <laughs> right, st- this team picks thing. Basically, Sting had a rolled up bit of paper, and I guarantee you, it was just something to pop Kurt that was in it. Going, you're gonna. Uh, do you know about Jeff and your wife? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where he wrote on the bit of paper rather than names. And Kurt was like, "This guy <laughs> just drew a picture of Vincent Mao with a cock and balls in his face or something." You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I picked this guy. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, it's great stuff. Uh, so Angle isn't happy about one of the picks, and Sting goes, "It never ends." And Angle responds, "Never." And I'm like, "Well, you said it, boys." <laughs> like DNA, <laughs> DNA. I mean, they were referring to this whole Ace and Eight storyline. Yeah, fucking a <laughs> replay of the finish of last week's UK show. Uh Oh, very quickly before you do that, because hmm. again, looking back at sort of what potentially was on the commercial breaks in Spike TV, uh, between this and what we're about to get to is a commercial break for WWE Studios movie, The Marine 3, Jeez. was aired during this. We haven't watched that one yet. We, should we do some special pods in this year and do like, you know, the rest of the Marine movies, maybe? I mean, we could probably do a 10-week run of The Marine. <laughs> oh, probably that's an idea. How many movies are there? Fuck it, let's do it while we're on the pod. We've got time to waste. It's only TNA. Marine <laughs> franchise <laughs> movies. How many I'm going to say there? seven. You think the seven. Okay, place your bets now, listeners. How many Marine movies are there? You're going with seven, yeah? Yeah, I'm going with seven. We could do... Because I think... <laughs> we could do a six week run of marine movies yes we are doing that that's going in the notes i'm writing that out down now okay schedule because <laughs> it's <laughs> one of them with like three mb in it i don't know i know the misses in a lot of them so i mean they're guaranteed to be a bit shit aren't they so there we go six week run of marine movies sorry the marine movies I can't wait. Okay, we're doing that. I mean, I only ever watch movies because we watch them on this pod. I mean, I've watched more Scooby-Doo than... I've watched more Scooby-Doo movies than I have Schindler's <laughs> List. <laughs> so 
But a replay of the finish from last UK show. Uh, Hogan has an owie. It's the focus of the whole show. Uh, Hogan apparently had knee surgery, and they showed a pretty gruesome tweet of a knee sur- uh, knee post-surgery. And I'm like, is this legit? Did Hogan actually have surgery, and they kind of build it into the storyline, or did they just find a stock photo of someone's fucked up knee and post it on Hogan's Twitter? Now, I didn't know, because Hogan seemed to be in and out of surgery around this time anyway, because having multiple back surgeries to get try and get things fixed. I know he had different hips thrown in due to always dropping the leg. So I'm not sure if this was legit, but I, I think we'll, we'll know if it's legit if he turns up at lockdown. I take great, great delight in that neither has gave enough of a fuck to actually look it up. <laughs> so, I mean, com. <laughs> subscribe. Here in fairness, I was thro- I was thrown out by Taz by going, oh, it could have been Photoshopped. And I was like, well, it could yeah, have been Photoshopped, Taz. That's a very good point. <laughs> Here come the Aces and Aces after a little jaunt on the merry-go-rounds. Devon cuts a promo on Stinger picking his team. Devon calls the fans in the Impact Zone idiots. Boo. Just let that one settle for a bit. <laughs> To be fair, I also liked... there are no wrestling fans in this audience, so you know, it's, it's okay. There's hardly any wrestlers in Aces and Eights. <laughs> I especially enjoyed Garrett Bischoff dressed as everyone's favourite pre-Sincara Hunico. When it was Hunico and Camacho and Garrett Bischoff was basically dressed up as one of those boys. Oh, and they had the little pleather jackets and stuff. They yeah. had the, didn't they have little, little black best, beaters? Little wife beaters. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Coming out on their little bicycles. <laughs> Post Sinkara or pre Sinkara? What was that? Pre Sinkara. There we go. Devon announces their team for lockdown. It will be Devon, Mr. Kennedy, Knox. Kennedy. <laughs> Thank you, Kennedy. <laughs> Mike Knox, whatever he's called now. Is it Knox? Did they change the O to a U? Nux. There we go. Doc Gallows, whatever he's called now. And Bischoff Sito. What a team, eh? I mean, the. Biggest faction, the one of the most iconic storylines in TNA, and these are the headline acts because Wes Briscoe was deemed too good for it and wanted to go and have a proper wrestling match with Kurt Angle. Fucking a. Oh yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Oh, we're gonna get to watch that match in a solid steel cage. Well, will we get to see that match? <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end of the evening. Stinger heads out to the ramp for a nice little pop. Sting announces his teammates are so. Well, his team is gonna be Sting, obviously. Samoa Joe. Brilliant entrance. Really cool entrance name. Tom's favourite cowboy, James Storm, who could not be bothered to put his gear on this evening. (laughs) And also led to the really, really shitty attempted jokes. I'm really sorry. Sorry about what, you miserable moron? (laughs) Shouting (laughs) Devon. There's lots of shitty back and forth here. It's quite funny. Again, comedy promotion. I'm down with this. This is okay. Uh, Magnus is also on this team. Hooray. And the fifth member is Showtime. And Kennedy goes, yeah, that's funny. That's your catchphrase, Sting. And Sting goes, Showtime. And Kennedy goes, yeah, that's funny. That's your catchphrase, Sting. And Sting goes, Showtime! And Kennedy goes, yeah, that's funny. That's your catchphrase, Sting. And Sting goes, showtime! <laughs> Do you get it? <sighs> Eric Young makes his return. That's why he's saying showtime. It's great. With the beard yeah, now. Yeah, he's got a beard. With a beard a, and a baseball a big, cap. Big boy, he's got a beard. 
well, he's, he's he's come back as a big boy, and then he stands next to the rest of Team TNA. It's a case of who let Marco stunt him? <laughs> sure, man. Bear Country, fucking hell! <laughs> Just trying to kill little Marco stunt. It was so funny. Week after week, man. Did you see Marco stunt take that? Um, what's Matt Hardy's finish called? Twist of yeah, fate. The twist of fate, and he like did the British indie like neck bump, like face first down. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Marco, stop killing yourself. He's modern day Spike Dudley, isn't he? Yeah. He's trying to just get those little clips. Done. He's like half the size of Spike. He's so tiny, man. He's such a good sport as well. Like he'll do anything almost. Spike Dudley choke slamming Marco stunt is what I need to see in this <laughs> in my life. I watched an interview with Spike. God, he's a bit of a weirdo, isn't he? <laughs> Jesus. In what sense? Uh, in that he's full... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, Americans that don't believe they should have any sort of government and should just police themselves and, you know... Oh, morons. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <clears throat> I did say Americans, so, you know, you're right. <laughs> I love you, Americans. I'm just joking. Just a joke. It's not real. Just nothing's real. <laughs> Uh, the faces run off ace. COVID's not real. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, these are characters. These not actually our opinions. We're just silly dickheads. Uh, the faces run off aces and eights because, you know, they're aces and eights. This is what they do, right? Boo. Run away, <laughs> run away. <laughs> I mean, it's basically how I noted it down. A bearded fisherman, mm. a cowboy, the Joker, a killer, <laughs> and someone from Gladiators versus fake sons of, sons of anarchy in a cage. I, next thought, week. I thought you were describing Aces Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ah, it'd be all right. It's got enough. We're out of a ten. We're out of a ten-man tag. Samoa Joe is the only legit Stick, threat. Sting. No, still not even in 2013. Yeah, I guess. So, next up, we are starting to build the return of Gutcheck. And we cut to a back st- uh, sorry, a video package of Ivelisse Valles uh, doing some... Su- there is some super, super doopy pervy camera work in this video montage. Jesus Christ. Um, gusset check is what they've actually called this now. <laughs> <laughs> So the actual video package itself, apart from the incredibly pervy, like, you know, here's their crotches as they're doing wrestling. Whoa, don't you love our wrestling product? Uh, the actual video package, apart from that, is genuinely pretty good. They get like a, they get Ivelisse telling her life story, you know, and she has a bit of a cry. And, um, you know, it's kind of cool in terms of like making you feel passionate about this competitor. I was released from Tough Enough. They didn't like me. Yeah, it's. it's but she was good in Lucha Underground, so. Yeah, this is the same Ivelisse that was in Lucha Underground. She was in AEW for a cup of coffee as well. I think she's a AAA girl as well. I think she's pretty sure she's shot on quite a few people as well. So she's uh, not best loved by some people, but, you know, she's very talented. I'd refer to her as Sexy Star Light with the amount of people she's shot. Yeah, it's definitely those levels. Um. Can we talk about the uh, gut check logo? It's a bit s- the gusset check logo, <laughs> but the seizure-inducing levels of like, look at our logo, it's fucking awesome. Da, 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 da. It kind of twitches in and out of the screen. I was like, it's even a bit much for me, and I don't usually mind that sort of stuff. 
Borash should learn a new technique. <laughs> <laughs> just in Prem, just like pressing the button going, yeah, look at it go. <laughs> anyway, so um, I will emphasize that they didn't actually mention that this was for gut check at any point. They just showed a video package of Eve released and were like, and just at the end they show the gut check logo and I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going into gut check, are we? Good stuff. Yeah, not great. I mean, again, setting up Eve released so people who aren't aware of her know showing some experience in the ring so you know she's just not someone out of their development not out of OVW sure. but that's about all I got from that Ivelisse rude cameraman pervy cameraman so. video package of TNA Live please buy our tickets please 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 uh, replay of Sting's team and Aces Nate's brawling earlier in the night because we're all idiots and we need reminding of what just happened Aces Nate's re- but EY returned. He's a big star from Team Canada and World Elite. Hell yeah, buddy. Aces and Ace run out of the building because that's just kind of what they do. But Angle is following them out the building, Tax. Ooh. Intriguing. All by himself. Yeah, Angle's like, hey, Mr. Creepy Cameraman, come with me. And you're like, ooh, what's happening here? You broke the fourth wall, Angle. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Angle also has a t-shirt that says, I bleed wrestling on the back of it. Must be quite painful, that. Don't wrestle near uh, Desmond Wolf. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. You can't say that. Which is, uh, uh, yeah, that was only, I mean, who, <laughs> who else could I set up with? I, I love Nigel. I think he's great. But you could have the said only joke Jack I could think of that was like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I think they count as well, right? I don't think... Oh, well, they're still in the ring. Yeah, fair yeah. Uh, A video package of a Lady Tapper, who I am now assuming is the other gut check competitor, who we last saw in that, that promotion. We're not allowed to say the name of anymore, I think. That's the one. Good stuff. Uh, she's the niece of the Barbarians. I'm like, oh, God, hopefully she's going to stiff the fuck out of someone at least. That'll be fun to watch. So what's actually going to happen, she's going to... El- illegally be eliminated from a battle royal for the uh, Lord of the Rings Let's title. go, let's go. Not get a title <laughs> match and basically be sat to do nothing for 10 weeks run of the NWO. Baba. Baby Baba. <laughs> I can't bother to put the Lord of the Rings music in so I was like, I'll just do it with myself. Oh, and again, showing emotion. Bit of tears, showing that she trained like with Barbar yesterday. Stealing Ivelisse's gimmick, crying in the promo, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she recalled Barbar telling her that she's proud of her for getting to this stage, for shaming the family by appearing on TNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking A. Next up is our gut check match of Ivelisse Velez. Velez? Velez? Evilies versus Lady Tapper, spelled L E I apostrophe D Tapper. I never realised that was it. I thought it was L A D Y. I'm an idiot. Thinking like Lady Shani from Triple uh, yeah, A. Exactly. Much much better talent to be fair. But anyway, um, with a returning referee, Taryn Terrell. Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, reminders, tax. What are the rules? Well, there are no rules. <laughs> There's no consistent This is completely of, uh, different to the last gut yeah. check thing I saw. So last time we saw gut check, we saw um, Brian Cage and a another. <laughs> it's uh, funny that we can't remember on. the name of the other person until 
an E-word. Getting voted, <laughs> getting voted on by Pritchard Snow and Taz, mm. um, and it appears that the um, there is no, there is no judging panel. Now you just win the match because Ric Flair ended up giving out too many contracts. Weird, isn't it? Good showcase of women who can wrestle, though. Yeah, do you want to go through the match a little bit? So, um, after Lady Tapper, she starts off by leading out quite an exciting shout. Uh, the bell started the contest. Taz on commentary goes into full heel mode on gut check on his evaluation mode, laying into both competitors. Um, basically, the match turned into Eva Lee's trying to knock um, Lady Tapper off her feet. Um, but Lady Tapper was doing just enough, delivered a fallaway slam, Samoa Joe sort of thing for a close two count. Um, and that was pretty much it. Ivelisse then scored the pinfall moments later. That that's literally all that happened. She tried to take the big girl, the bigger lady off her feet. Lady Tapper did a fall away slam, Samoa drop sort of thing, got a two count, and then Ivelisse got the win. <laughs> it's pretty much gut check. Uh, and the match is really quite fun actually. I'm pretty sure Lady Tapper tapped though, right? Why have I written? <laughs> Maybe I wasn't over interested. <laughs> I was listening to you going, that, did she? I know I wasn't paying that, all attention to this show, but I'm pretty sure that she thing tapped. Because like, I remember thinking, <laughs> Tapper tapped. <laughs> Which is really childish. Is that thing the other week The other week when you were really annoyed when it was a big boot to Sting and I'd written clothesline at the start of the vignette yeah. this week. I was like, oh, it was a boot. <laughs> it's TNA. I wouldn't worry about it. You are my accountant, by the way. So these things concern me sometimes. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> I can tell you the match was 4 minutes 25 seconds. So the numbers are right. <laughs> all the bad it's all good so um i don't know if you caught this one bit though you know those fucking marks opposite the hard cam that we were moaning about earlier oh yes did you catch where they were chanting at lady tapper i didn't they know. were chanting what were they up to? she's a man and then regal came out <laughs> what she's a oh. man <laughs> Such a man. <laughs> That's so. How did you ever expect me to get that reference just by saying Regal came out? But it was so funny when you delivered it. Fuck me. And this is the thing, right? That uh, in in all seriousness, I, did, I didn't catch. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring it back onto a serious <laughs> note for this. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell, mate. Okay, and the and the, thi- and the thing is, right? So, I, I appreciate I'm going to be walking on a on a bit of a tightrope here, but that's what we do. Don't worry about it. Just fucking get on that tightrope, mate. <laughs> Fuck the tightrope into oblivion. It'll be fine. La- Lady Tapper, when they're shouting out that she's a man, is one of the more feminine Samoan female wrestlers yeah, as well. A. She just not in all seriousness. At all. She's a big lass. No, not at all. It, you know? She's a fucking good wrestler. She, you could tell she's from the islands because that's the same sort of build and stature and how sort of, you've got people like Barbar as well coming from there. But that's, you know, I know we, we joke about it and Gus it can, but you just wouldn't chant that at a wrestling show. It's yeah. fucking disgusting. Fucking A. These are the kind of things that if I heard Johnny Reyes, I'd be like, oi, shut the fuck up, you waste of oxygen. But like, you know, it's Orlando, Florida. People aren't, you know, ballsy enough to say anything, I think maybe. And, you know, they're not wrestling fans. I think they've come to see a nice, you know, Orlando... Universal Studios magic show or something and they're getting this instead. 
And it was magic, so I obviously completely missed what the finish was here. Magic. Ivalice won by magic. Exactly. So, Ivalice gets a contract now, I guess? Or do we do, like, judging next week, maybe? Maybe. I mean, nine years later, she's team with Diamante. Um, and I don't know where if she's even been on Dark. Yeah. Not for a while, I don't think. But I, I think she's probably back in Mexico by this point, but I don't really know. Uh, the creepy camera op is back to capture Ares walking in on Jeff Hardy in the locker room. Careful now. Ares does some thrusting and calls Bully Ray. <laughs> He's a man. <laughs> He's a man. Ares does some thrusting and calls Bully Ray the golden shower. I'm like, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Ares is going to pull for Hardy. Careful now. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> gunge everywhere. <laughs> Jeff has eyes on his eyes, don't you know? He's got eyes in the back of his yeah. eyes, eyes in the front of his eyes as well. He's got eyes everywhere. Uh, up next, finally. Well, at least this is what I was thinking prior to this: the AJ Styles update tax. Ooh. Yes, here we go. Finally, the real wrestler, the diamond, the diamond in the jewels of TNA, AJ Styles, is going to appear on our telly screens. Yeah, we get a. I was so excited yeah, to see what was going to happen. Me too, man. I was like, finally, <laughs> AJ Styles is on this TV show. It's got to be better than it has been for some of these bloody shows. But uh, we come back from ads. Uh, the road to lockdown sale is back. What was it ever gone? <laughs> like what? Okay. Uh, the only place to buy six really awful t-shirts and some brand new Aces and Ace merch. Ooh. As Todd Kennel in a heli sends us to a video package from Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville, Rock City. Rock City. <laughs> Sorry, okay, we'll carry on. <laughs> HA Styles. Great band. Yeah, fucking A. I love Lesson Jake. <laughs> AJ Styles, these kids don't know who less than Jake are. Just us. Johnny Quest thinks we're sellouts. Sellouts. Yeah, he fucking does. Don't call me rich. Just call me cheese. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Styles' family do some drab talking acting as they recap the Claire Lynch storyline. And immediately my heart sinks. I'm like, so they haven't taken this time of AJ Styles being off TV to skip over this awful nonsense of the Claire Lynch Dixie Carter stuff. We're just doubling down on that now. <laughs> AJ shut her out while it was all happening. Fucking fireproof your marriage, AJ Styles. What are you doing? Jesus Christ, man. AJ's wife drops a line of, is, is this the man that I married? I'm like, is the storyline that AJ's a replicant? <laughs> is that where we're going? <laughs> <laughs> There's two. It's two doinks. <laughs> Comes out with like three mini versions of AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles, AP Styles, oh, AM Styles. <laughs> Huey, Dewey and Louis Styles, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ's wife has had enough and it's so emotional that she has to walk away from the camera. Oh no. <laughs> this fucking segment had me so excited. It was so bad. AJ walks into his own house and people are being interviewed, AJ sees one look at the cameraman, goes, TNA, oh, <laughs> and walks out the house, gets on his little fucking bike thing, <laughs> and off he goes. AJ basically was like, they're just going to start filming my gusset. I'm not staying around for yeah, this. Fucking A, man. Although, 
Right. So here's the difference to show to essentially try and show he's going through hard times as any clean cut wrestler does. Grown a beard. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a bad guy now, right? And bulked up. And <laughs> he's bulked up. I'm a, a big boy. <laughs> he stopped gunging Claire Lynch. <laughs> Fucking hell. I was so excited to finally see AJ in TNA and we're like, this is what you give us. We've only got two weeks left. Like, please give us yeah, something. I mean, the last time TNA did something like this was in the run-up to when Bobby Roode didn't win the belt at Bound for Glory 2011, when it was supposed to be the whole story about his journey to the title when he didn't win yeah. it, and then Storm won it the next night in Impact. Mm-hmm. But this was just... And also, things like AJ suddenly rocked up in a car and was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go on my bike. It's like, first of all, change of clothes. Second of all, health and safety. Yeah, sure. Wear a helmet. Important stuff. Aces and eights would know these things. And so our AJ update is his wife is confused and doesn't know what to believe. Maybe he's taking drugs, maybe something else. AJ comes home and goes, oh, for fuck's sake, and then goes off. That is the big update that's been hyped for the last two weeks. Just letting that simmer for a bit. TNA. TNA, TNA, TNA. While uh, Garrett Bishop's on this card. But thank God for the next segment is here to save this show and save this series as they have every single fucking week tags. Robbie E, <laughs> Rob Terry, Jesse, Spud, and Sweaters. Oh my, the Sweaters video package. <laughs> Probably the best thing in TNA in this 10-week run so far. These guys are fucking hilarious, mate. We need to agree on a colour, by the way, because we need to order them for future projects. Oh, we're going yellow all day. The yes. lemon yellow. I'll get them ordered shortly. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> mate. Robbie E, his 12-foot-tall white boy high top, his beautiful lemon yellow sweater, and oversized gold chain, spotlighted in the ring, and I'm like, yes, this is awesome! Cuts a sombre, yet fucking hilarious promo. You know... Sometimes in life, a bro, a bro has to admit when there's a bigger bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So funny. Robbie pauses to look extra somber and then continues. And there's a better bro. <laughs> and Robbie E has come to the re- realization. Big Rob. Actually, so Rob Terry, please come to the ring, bro. <laughs> I love him so much. The way his voice cracks and he's like, bigger, Rob. <laughs> so funny. Uh, Mike Tanay tells us he's read Robbie E's blog, talks about a rocky relationship. Rob Terry comes out in his matching yellow sweater. <laughs> Even though they're not talking, he still matched the sweaters. And I'm like, that's fucking banter. Uh, Robbie E continues to explain and apologize to Big Rob Terry. Robbie E puts his hand on Rob Terry's shoulder as he's doing so. Big Rob looks down at him and goes, I'm going to fucking murder you if you keep touching me. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Robbie E is going to tell the world that Rob Terry is the better bro bro (laughs) so emotional robbie e wants to tell what sorry robbie e wants them to do a bro off and i'm like what 
is a bro off. <laughs> Wait, you've never done a bro off? Oh, fucking hell. They fist bump. The two Robs are back together. Hit the cheesy club music and Robbie E does some sexy man dancing. Rob Terry is 100% corpsing as Robbie E is dancing. He has to turn away from the camera and hold his hand up to his face. He's laughing so fucking much. Also, send for the man. Uh, Robbie E gives Rob Terry the spotlight and it's Rob Terry's turn. Hit the music and the lights. Rob Terry strips off his sweater and does some fist bumping. But Robbie E, the devious little bastard, slides in the ring with a framed picture of himself in hand and slams the thin canvas straight into Big Rob's head. So Rob's head is replaced with Robbie E's head in the photo. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing, mate. And after he's done this, Rob Terry sells it like death. Robbie E leans into him and goes... You're a piece of garbage! <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. Please tell me you happy, enjoyed this as much days. as I did. Comedy, comedy gold. Plus also the combination of faux emotion. Oh, yeah. The best best segment of the show. The, the bit where he, Robbie E leans in and goes, You're a piece of garbage! <laughs> Full volume. I literally fell out my chair laughing, dude. It was so good. Looking forward to seeing where this goes with these two. Maybe lockdown. (laughs) Dude, do you reckon they're going to have a match at lockdown? Oh, who knows? But Todd Canelli in a heli in a celly ruined it by going, (laughs) they're definitely not bros no more. Oh, fuck off, Todd. Yeah, of course he tried to ruin it. I'm just ignoring him at this point, to be totally fair. Mate, so, so fucking funny. These guys, how do you not see, how do you see this segment not instantly go, Push these guys. Push these guys now. This is money. You can even see like Robbie E do it now in his faux Tony Khan gimmick that they try like on off on off in NXT. Try and do. He's always fully invested in whatever character he does, and he pulls it off well. And it, it made Rob Terry relevant in this. Hundred percent. I know that <sighs> Robbie E. The character is based on the situation from I want to say Jersey Shore, right? I think it's Jersey Shore. And that's a character that people hated at the time. So there was this association with Robbie E where they they really disliked this person almost. But watching it back now, kind of out of the context of it's just like, you know, American reality TV or whatever. Robbie E is a fucking genius, man. He is naturally hilarious. It does make you wonder. I mean, I don't know how old he is in 2021. But why WWE sign him as a manager, not a yeah. talent? Put him in the ring. Because in He's NXT... Ripped, dude. Looks awesome. And it, it, it was really... Because me and uh, Coach Wicked quite what, like watching the um, the NXT Combine, which is on the network, which basically like six hours of athletic tests and stuff like that, which is always good fun. And they made mention during the Combine in 2019, because they didn't do it last year because of the um, pandemic. But like Bivens was there joining in. It's like, and it's really good that the managers are getting involved. Bivens is there, not being able to do much. Then Robbie E comes along, takes his shirt off, and it's like, I'm better than half the people here. Yeah, fucking A, man. <laughs> like, let's get a petition going. Let's get Robbie E booked, man. This guy's fucking awesome. Like, please put this man on TV. Give him a microphone. I think he can create some really entertaining segments. Like, imagine him standing opposite 
like a really serious character, like a carrying cross or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just kind of... well, they tried to have it. With, they tried to have it with Rhea Ripley when he was trying to get her to join the Robert Stone brand yeah. in NXT, but they just didn't really. They didn't really get because obviously with Rhea Ripley wanting to push her to the main roster, I think it was um, Aaliyah was with Robert Stone as well, and it's they didn't give him the tools to succeed. Yeah, you've got to give him freedom. Like he, this segment here, he is right. This is 100% him. This is not someone else's voice. This is Robbie E's voice. And I just want to see this. I could watch this every fucking show. This is hilarious, man. So um, just to finish off this segment quickly, Robbie E celebrates as Big Rob gets back to his feet. They do the very kind of Keith Lee in NXT angle where he stands up behind him. Or do I mean completely missing? (laughs) 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 Robbie E realizes what's happening, legs it to the back. Fucking brilliant Pratt falling out the ring. He's just, ah, just the best. My favorite segment on this whole pod series so far. Had me fits of laughter. Absolutely loved it. Again, Joe Parks has been the, the nice comic relief at the early part of this series we're doing. But the Robs have really excelled over the last sort of four episodes for yeah, me. Going into this series, I did not think I would be like, oh, Rob Terry and Robbie E, that's what I'm looking forward to every week at this point. But they've been really fucking great. So Austin Aries repeats his segment with Harley from earlier, but this time with Bubba. Aries points out Bubba's bicep curls have awful form. He's He's they got do. a good point. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, Bubba, this, it looks like they filmed this segment three or four times because Bubba is completely shot by the time he's doing those last few bicep curls. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Stop using the tens, Billy. <laughs> but damn you, fives! So Bubba cuts a promo here. Guess what he does? He shouts. Kind of his thing now, yeah. I'm Bully Ray. <laughs> Just done 12 curls. <laughs> Video package promoting the Hardy Bubba Cage match at lockdown. At least they're promoting it. Uh, Kurt Angle, because this was a criticism of TNA in the past, and they would never promote their actual fucking main events and their pay per views, you know? So I'm just catching that they are doing it in 2013, at least. Oh, and, and in fairness, they did have a very good point here. And noticed, no, I noted this purely for the storyline. So at the end of the promo, Bully Ray posed like a big lingering rhetorical question. <laughs> what am I willing to do to win the TNA title? Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck Brooke, <laughs> obviously. Put up with Brooke, yeah, sure. Uh, Gunge her daily, <laughs> nightly, never so right. Gunge rightly. all over the backstage. Uh, Kurt Angle <laughs> wanders about in a parking lot. Don't worry, it's not painkiller induced this time. It's part of the storyline. Uh, k- 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 Kurt has found the Aces and Eights clubhouse. I mean, it must be in the next street to the TNA studios, right? And it's taken them this long to fucking find it. That's Kurt Angle's been brave enough to go like Monkey Island style. Hey, I'm going to follow these guys and find out where they go. But here's the thing. So Kurt Angle took, I don't know, almost a year to find the clubhouse. It only took Seth Rollins two weeks to find the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, true. Yeah, which is a fictional thing as far as I'm aware. Yeah. As is the clubhouse. (laughs) Well, can we establish at this point, is this meant to be live? Ah, no. Are you sure? Because it's certainly portrayed that way to me. Bellator's on after this. (laughs) 
Because this is an important point. Because it comes back later. This bit of Kurt Angle following the Aces and Eights after their match, remember? After Kurt's been seen backstage, they then show Kurt Angle following the Aces and Eights as they're arguing about the thing that happened earlier in the night. It is definitively meant to be live, Tax. I want you to agree with me because this is very important. It is live because he's following it in real time. He's sneaking around after they've had their beef. Thank you very much. (laughs) So... Just to establish, Kurt Angle has followed Aces Nates from the wrestling bit to their little clubhouse in Universal Studios. <laughs> who lets who at Universal has let a biker gang have their clubhouse at Universal Studios? This seems like an irresponsible decision. They've also got TNA Impact there, so let's not take any brass <laughs> business decisions. I mean, they've got racists running the show, you know what I mean? So yeah, Universal. Uh, I'm talking about Hogan, obviously, in my opinion, obviously, Universal Studios, something, don't do us. Um, <laughs> so, bad influence, head to the ring for your main event of the evening, a tag team match of Bully Ray and TNA, not impact world heavyweight champion Jeff Hardy uh, versus bad influence of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Baba shouts at Taz on his way to the ring, the important feuds, am I right? Well, you know, Taz is a scoundrel, but here's the consistency. Oh, I'm not going to come out for commentary while Bully Ray's doing an interview segment, but I am going to sit on commentary when he walks right past me to go to the ring. Yep. (laughs) Jeff strolls to the ring and mouths the words to his own shitty music. Jeff looks wasted. He's just been taking in the fresh air of that peroxygen. <laughs> his eyes are like piss holes in snow, mate. And then he opened his eyes and you could see his real eyes that are piss, <laughs> <laughs> piss holes in snow. Bloodshot. Poor <laughs> yeah. he does not look in good shape, does he? Well, he has just had a negative MRI, so you know he, he's probably very relieved and hasn't been sleeping. <laughs> he's had five weeks off to do meth and TikTok. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's a new hardy bit of merch there <laughs> meth tick tick tock tick uh that's a line that ollie dropped on the wrestle talk podcast this week he was like kids don't like wrestling they like meth and tick tock and i was just like holy shit you're not allowed to say that i'm allowed to say that on my podcast <laughs> so is that why he got blown up <laughs> pretty much right oh dude i've never laughed harder i was like fucking hell meth and tick tock <laughs> well sums up this generation <sighs> Ah, fucking great. So, uh, did you want to go through the match, or we're just going to talk about the finish? Because I mean, do we? Does any? Do any of us give a fuck? Like, there was only seven minutes left of the show when, like, anything really started. Like, we've got nine minutes of match really, mm. and as always, you just get the classic Daniels and Kaz working over. Brilliant. Hot tags, great. Will whisper in the wind. Oh, but obviously, fucking everything crotching by Kaz. There's just nothing really to set it home. Doomsday device was nice. Go for electric chair instead. Yeah, that really annoyed Basically, me that electric- they were set up into the doomsday position for the finish. And Tanae's like, are they going to go for the doomsday? And they just does an electric chair and a swanton instead. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I like the doomsday. That was good. Although we did get sort of that, the, that on the Genesis pay-per-view when they had Ares and Rude set up for Doomsday and Jeff went and did Whisper in the Wind. Yeah, that was fun. And knocking him off the top. Yeah. So they can't repeat a good spot twice. TNA. And 
And Bully had just done 12 bicep curls, so it was quite <laughs> hard lifting someone up on his shoulder so he had to drop him. He's fucking shattered, mate. He's <laughs> not ready for this. A bloody poor Daniel's taking another pin. Yeah, I don't think he cares at this point. He's getting paid. Well, what a surprise. The good guys going into battle lockdown win. Oh, In live real time. But that is not only it, fans. We have more. We cut back to Kurt Angle live <laughs> the Aces and Ace Clubhouse, where Kurt Angle is beating the fuck out of some lands. Some scantily clad, I'm going to say ladies, <laughs> run past the camera. Angle smashes a baseball bat into Devon. The masked lad who we have debated a few times is also here. Big hefty lad who we generally suggest is either Baba or Samoa Joe. And let's remember that Samoa Joe was only featured once in the show earlier. So, And Bully Ray has just been in the he ring. He's still in the ring. I think you'll find. Because <laughs> this is live, right? Oh, Angle yeah. Oh, yeah. unmasks the big hefty lad. But the camera won't move the four to five inches to the side so we can see who the fuck it is. Uh, Ace and Ace sympathise. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. And Kurt Angle goes, holy shit. That's censored. <laughs> Completely breaking any sort of immersion. How could you? How could you, man? What's wrong with you? As the rest of Ace's and Ace arrive and beat up Angle to end the show. And we're out of here. So they imply it's live. But then they censor the holy shit. So you, there is an argument for it. it's not live, but tape delay. They've got the profanity button ready. Sure, but <laughs> my favourite part of this though, Briscoe choked at Angle and then Bischoff pretended choke Angle with a chain <laughs> by applying zero pressure. Yeah, I noticed that too. It was really funny. I'll just lay this gently over your neck, Kurt. Wrestling, it's not real. It's okay. And <laughs> um, like the segment is. It's, it's shot like quite nicely, good bouncy work, camera work. You know, it's meant to feel like ECW realism type stuff. It kind of works. Like her angle is obviously amazingly good at selling anything. But it has a slight issue. I'm sure you can imagine what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, it's not Billy Ray, is it? Can't be Billy Ray because Billy Ray's in the ring. So it would be weird if they suddenly unveiled the big hefty mask guy as Billy Ray, wouldn't it? I mean, D'Lo is a big lad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could have been D'Lo if he wasn't in the scene as well. <laughs> At least I think he was. Oh. It's not like I took notes of who was actually there. <clears throat> it, well, but again, it would have thrown people off the scent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we talk about replicants all logic earlier with AJ. Yeah. Is that where we're going? TNA replicant well, FC no, or whatever, you know? Well, no, that was Bully Ray in the ring, and this was Bubba Ray Dudley in Under the Mask. Jesus, yeah. Interesting I mean, idea, isn't it? I liked, I, from a storyline standpoint, because we've made mention of the Big Mask dude, and one of your criticisms in previous episodes, they've never actually addressed the Big Mask mm. dude. This is the first time they've actually gone and done it, and there's, it's tried to give the storyline a little bit more shock as in, whoa, this might actually be a big name. Kurt Angle can't believe who it is. Sure. It's it's Spike Dudley in a fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist. That would be a hell of a twist. I mean, or, or it's the higher power. But yeah, so 
I like from a from a progression of the storyline standpoint of a who done it. It's now essentially, as you said, assuming this is live, it's removed Bully Ray from the equation. And I wonder again if they did this in their little four or five week run where they had time to do shows when it was all set in the UK. If they're like, people know it's him. People know it's him. We need to throw them off the scent. And again, I know that's giving TNA too much credit for going, fuck, we need to play an audible here. But as you said, assuming this is live, Bully Ray's in the ring and now someone else has been revealed as the big masked guy. Logic doesn't dictate in wrestling, but at least it's now made people go, oh, fuck, maybe it isn't Bully Ray. Yeah, sure. It just would make literally no sense if they now unveil it as Bully Ray. Like, just to clarify, I know who the leader of Aces and Ace is. I don't know how the unveil's done. If this big hefty guy with that mask and that shirt and those jeans comes out, they rip the mask off and it's Bubba Ray Dudley, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> but if they don't do that, and I genuinely don't know, I've not seen lockdown, uh, this is all new to me, this stuff, um, then, you know, it's a reasonable idea, I guess. Maybe it could be someone else. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm happy that heading into lockdown, we've got this extra progression because... We saw it in like we've got Briscoe and Angle going one on one. We've got the remaining five members of Aces and Eights going for it, and now we've just got this anomaly. Hmm. Taz has put on a mask. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but again, at least they're trying to add an extra wrinkle to it. Yeah, uh, have they have they overthought it? Possibly, but considering. We came out of the UK shows and I was thinking, this is going to be dog shit. We've got a great Robbie and Robbie T segment. We've got Ace and Eight's progression storyline. We know what the matches are for lockdown for the Ace and Eight, so that's a good thing. We've got the, oh my God, the shock value of Kurt Angle, which surprises me considering he's going into lockdown to have this match with Briscoe, as we see it now. Mm. Um, but yet Kurt Angle can't message Sting and go, <laughs> Sting. Do you know what I know? Or, or maybe again, as you said, because I don't, I can't remember if we're going to get Briscoe Angle in lockdown. I'm wondering if we're going to get the he's been kidnapped. Oh. <laughs> I really hope we do, don't get a fucking kidnap. I assumed they were going to go down the route of um. You haven't seen uh, Dogma by Kevin Smith, have you? No. The point, the the thing with that film is that God um takes over basically a human. And is basically knocked out. So God can't escape the human. And so is stuck on earth in a shitty hospital. I assume that's kind of what they were going to do with Kurt Angle. And that he was going to get hospitalized. So he couldn't unveil the secret that he knows to the rest of the crew, you know. Especially as he took half an hour to find where that clubhouse is that no one else knows. <laughs> so it's just Kurt and the cameraman. The cameraman and Kurt are being held hostage. Yeah, sure. That must be what's going to happen. Well. All I've got to say is. Your smile is like candy, so sweet and sincere. Your style is so sexy. Let me get the right chord. I love when you're near. <laughs> I mean, that's my walkout music sorted when I go back to the ring. One more. Our vibe is like heaven. You and I are like wind. It's so cool and refreshing. <laughs> These lyrics. We're do a begin. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? 
can't wait till we get copyright hits on nah, this. It's not that good. <laughs> I don't anyone cares if anyone's oh. listening to Brooks music anymore. That is even copyrighted. Who knows? How would you cornflake this episode? So it's, it's a weird one in that as like, you know, a serious wrestling journalist, I would be like, it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? But in terms of I really like shitty wrestling and bad storylines, it's fucking brilliant. This had me rolling in my seat in laughter at times. The Robbie E stuff was, Jesus Christ, fucking brilliant. Rob Terry is the perfect straight man to play it off. Um, There's lots of bits. I'm just quickly looking through my notes going, what else do I really enjoy? I thought the um, AJ Styles stuff was so bad that it was funny. Uh, there's quite a good women's match for the gut check stuff. Pretty stiff and it's kind of like d- stupid styles. The Kenny King and Rob Van Dam stuff backstage was horrifically bad, which made it fucking hilarious. They've introduced Matt Morgan and AJ Styles back, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, what else? Oh, we had a fucking dumbass. You know, <laughs> what's her name? Tal- Taryn Terrell getting stuck in the ropes. Oh, we had the funny lines from Kaz and Daniels at the beginning of the show. There's lots lots to write home about on this episode. I think this is like a three, probably. This is three cornflakes for me and the best show of the series so far. Oh, 100%. Like, not because it had great wrestling or anything, even though there was a couple of reasonably good matches. Like, Kenny King and RVD came to work tonight. They really did. But it's just hilariously shit, rather than, like, tedious, boring shit like it has been in previous weeks. Yeah, it's almost like they had the time to reset for those UK shows. They had time to write something for the next run of TV up to lockdown before they go off on the tour. Because I assume they've done this next week and then they're out on the road. Because it's the 14th of March that they they start touring. So we've got one more week in the impact zone. So I assume this was the last of those tapings. Right, okay. um, and, and, then we're, and then they're off on tour. So yeah, I said three cornflakes for me. Best episode of the series so far and possibly the most fun promos we've had since the entire roster shat on the first ever episode of tna in the gauntlet for the gold gunge all over the place mate (laughs) oh dear uh where can people find you on social medias you can find me on the old twitter machine at fanboy rich how about yourself I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome. I would also say if you go uh, subscribe to Wrestle Talk Podcasts, our newer YouTube channel, which is where we're going to be having all the reactions and predictions and stuff coming up for Fastlane and indeed WrestleMania as well, you can come chat with me in chat while I am basically sitting and hitting go because <laughs> I do nothing for these streams anymore after I've designed them. So come keep me entertained while I have to sit through hours and hours and hours of NXT and WWE wrestling. So there we go. And the best place to interact with the podcast is at World of Rest Pod on Twitter. We will be putting the poll up for the next series uh, in the next few weeks. So make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. Again, we're close to that 200 mark when we'll do the competition for the free hoodie. Um, and then you guys can pick what you listen to for our next series. We're going to do some spot shows after this. We're obviously going to do Mania. Um, and at some point, we'll be doing our lovely uh, six weeks run of the Marine, even though we've already we've already done the Marine, haven't we? The first I, I think one. maybe we even rewatch the first one as well, because I think it'll be worth a rewatch, you know? 
Well, with, with a view to the continuation of the storyline. Maybe we can bring in a couple of guests for that one show and get their opinions of the first Marine film. <laughs> oh, it's going to be diabolical. But it's not going to be TNA diabolical, so at least it'll be good listening. Sure. So, uh, next week... Actually, let's tell you what. Firstly, should we unveil roughly some of the stuff we're going to put in this poll for the next pod series? Maybe the era and company... Yeah, I think that would be a, a suitable tease. Okay, because I think... Hang on, let me just get my Terran Terrell gusset can <laughs> for the tease. Because <laughs> I think people are going to like this one. Uh, did I write it down? Let's have a look. Apparently not. Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What's wrong with me? We agreed oh, it in our brilliant. little chat, didn't we? We did, series, we did. Series, series, It's, well, put it this way. It's Hang on. one of was... four things we decided on, right? Yeah, so hang on, wait a second. I will quickly search back through our history. Okay, so here our our, I believe, the four we're thinking of for you to select from. So we will be doing either the run up to Wrestlemania of the fingering of doom with Trish and Mickey we will be looking at potentially the wedding of Stephanie and Triple H the run up to money in the bank with the pipe bomb promo from CM Punk and Cena or we'll be looking at Dragon's Run up to Mania 30 it's all that kind of no man's land period of WWE which uh, we obviously watched the first time live but I've certainly not gone back and watched much of that, so I'm looking forward to one of those things. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I'm obviously not going to say what I, I would prefer as a favourite because I don't want to influence things, but I think all four of those will have great content. I mean, it, purely just calling it the finger, the fingering of yeah, doom. That's a good one. <laughs> Trish and Mickey makes a good <laughs> logo, but potentially, um, you know, and, and also it'd be nice to cover one of, outside of Trish and Lita and Trish and Mickey around that time, they were the legitimate wrestling storylines yeah, sure. but having brian's organic rise having the dragon's organic rise up there punk's pipe bomb and always good having the uh oh yeah i'll marry you triple h <laughs> it's always a good thing to watch on board sure. lots of fun stuff to consider especially the time periods around those particular events and builds and such because there could be some very, very funny stuff if you pick the right ones, listeners, but we'll see. So, uh, yeah. Also, uh, next week for our Go Home Impact show, leading into lockdown for the week after, we might have a special guest. I know we've talked about it before and teased it, but it's a very, very busy time of year as a wrestling person. So we don't know whether he's going to be able to do it or not. So no pressure either way. It might just be us. It might be someone else as well. So there we go. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Gunge, 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 gunge. The louder you guys are, the better. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get